Welcome back, everybody, to Mastering Risk Management. I'm Anthony Wilson, and we are in episode number three of our mini-series featuring data analytics for executives. Now, this is the program brought to you by Decision Inc., and you'll find that on their YouTube channel. So Decision Inc. Australia's YouTube channel has eight episodes live as we go to air, and there'll be another one shortly. Uh, And this is a great program, uh, easy to consume, five-minute type episodes. Have a listen, learn about data analytics. Uh, You'll really feel empowered to have a conversation uh, about analytics after you listen to the program. Um, I'm with Aidan Hecke today, so welcome back, Aidan. Thanks, Anthony. Now, from recollection, last time we met, we talked about some of the models being deployed in business and how uh, that data analytics model helps empower the business and make make the right decisions. But today we wanted to talk a little bit about best practice in this space. So maybe can you tell us some best practices? What are what are they? Yeah, great. Firstly, I've got to apologise because Brad, with his subliminal messaging throughout that video, is very Led Zeppelin. So um, my apologies, but data is valuable, just yes. in case you're unsure. Yes. We built the, the, this particular video to touch on six key areas that we think are really important. Yep. And the first being uh, C-suite engagement, which is part of the reason we're here today, and it's very much focused on that audience. Yeah. The data platform that gets deployed. Right. The governance, which we maybe we'll touch on later, because yep. there's lots of parallels in the risk arena. Yeah. Data literacy. Um, automating the processes that, that actually bring data into the platforms. Yeah. Uh, and then data-driven culture. So six really key areas. Okay. So they're covered off in the program. The listeners can go and look at the program, have a bit more detail around those six best practices. Mm-hmm. So if I put you on the spot and said which are the sort of the most important couple, uh, what would you point to and, and why? Data-driven culture would be the first one. Right. And we did have a bit of a chat about this yes. in the last episode, but I think it's vitally important that organisations are thinking about lifting the overall competency of the organisation. Yeah. And I don't mean that you suddenly need to have a whole set of data analysts and who are data scientists who are, who are incredibly competent. Yeah. What I mean is that everybody across the organisation, if you can get their level of knowledge another 5 or 10% better than what it was, yeah. they're going to be in a great position to be able to be recipients of analytics and then take actions on the basis of those analytics and not be frightened of what it tells them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the second one is all about C-suite engagement. Right. You know, we see great success where C-suite sponsorship and advocacy for the use of analytics inside organisations. Yeah. And, you know, generally our conversations start in, in that space when we're helping organisations think about their strategy and how they're going to get best value out of it. Yeah. I don't think it's any coincidence. If you look at all of the large ASX 50 companies, increasingly you're seeing a chief data officer being appointed to a executive role. Right. Uh, or you've got an expert sitting in a non-exec role. Really agitating change. Yeah. And the reason that that's happening is because there is just an enormous amount of data out there yeah. and increasingly you're seeing organisations make great use of that data and if other companies aren't then they're a laggard yeah. and there's issues behind why they're a laggard yeah yeah. now that's really good and and those those um, C-suite executives adopting sponsoring leading in the space will make a real difference as we know yes. one of the things there seems to be a parallel with uh, when we talk the risk management framework and you talk a data governance framework uh, there seems to be a lot of parallels with that and some of the challenges obviously uh, in implementing the frameworks is you know getting that executive sponsorship uh, keeping it very lean and and very business 
practical, commercially focused. What, what are some of the challenges you find um, as you implement a data governance framework? What are the things, uh, you know, that you have to, the, the hurdles you have to overcome? A number of different things there. The parallel is if I think about showing my age here, well, I guess not, SAP program implementations and yeah. process ownership. Yeah. 20 years ago, process ownership was a problem in terms of making sure that you had the right process governance inside organisations. Yeah. You had the right sponsorship that you talked about. It was lean, and you had people who were identified inside those business areas mm. on mm. the floor who owned those processes and understood what their roles and responsibilities were. Absolutely. At risk, same, same situation. Yep. I think risk is a little further forward. Um, then um, where we are with data analytics, yep. but it's almost the same playbook. Yeah. You're looking for the same sets of responsibilities. Now, in companies that are really embracing the opportunity of analytics, they don't see that as a cost overhead, they see that as a necessary investment. Yeah. Uh, so finding those people inside the organization who want to take on those roles of a data steward inside yep. those functional areas and understand that they have an obligation uh, for their particular function but sitting inside an overall um, structure is really important. Yeah. So back to your question around some of the challenges is you know, making sure that the organisations understand the value they're going to get out of it, that yep. they're mature enough across the whole organisation to see that. Yep. They can identify those stewards and realise that investment is, is critically important to be successful. Yeah. And I think there's nowhere where you know, the opportunities for improvement can unhinge so quickly yeah. as there are in data if the data is bad. Yeah, yeah. The moment you're having a debate on a, you know, an insight that's coming out of a dashboard at an executive level because you don't trust the data, it means broadly your governance is probably broken. Right, right. So, you know, making that, that apparent to the executives, that's why you need to invest in this. You've got to think about a lean model that sits across the organisation yeah. that gives you integrity to all of the inputs that are going in to drive those insights yeah. uh, is really important. Yeah. No, that's 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 really good. Thanks, Aidan. And, and the, um, I, I guess the listeners um, will understand, for, particularly those in the risk space that have tried to quantify a risk. So you need data to do risk quantification. Um, and frequently the argument is, well, that data doesn't exist or we don't have enough data. I mean, have you seen that in the data space that, you know, there's an apparent issue that there is no data to support what I'm trying to do? Mm. Reality often can be different. Yeah, yeah, all the time. (laughs) Got to be honest, all the time. Yeah. Yeah, so I think there's a bit of a, um, not a disconnect, but certainly in some organisations that data is hard to find. Yeah. It's hard to source. And um, but it certainly exists. Yeah. And increasingly, actually, there's external data sources that yeah. can augment internal data sources that yeah. also help drive some of those insights. Yeah. You know, we were having quite a good conversation this morning around a particular problem where we were thinking about weather patterns. Yes. And how do we plug weather patterns into a set of internal data data yeah. sets? Yes. Yeah. That's going to increase the insight that we're going to get out of it. Yeah. What I would say though is, um, if you thought carefully about your data platform in the organisation. The technology is such now that it is easier to weave all of these different data sources together that I tell you do exist in the business yeah. and be able to make sure that they integrate in such a way that you can now build you know, whatever it is, you know, whether it's a backwards-looking view, forwards-looking prediction. Yeah. Um, 
uh, within the organization within that data platform. Yeah. Um, so it is ma it's made easier with the modern technology that is available today yeah. to be able to do that. Yeah. And it's also been made more economic because one of the things we talk about is the data platform. Most modern data platforms are sitting on, in cloud services. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for those of you looking up at the sky, that's yeah. not what I mean. <laughs> so what I mean is um, Microsoft, you know, as your AWS and Google are probably the three largest globally. There's many other players. Yeah. But they're built in such a way that it's really economic to bring lots of different data together. Yeah. And that used to be a barrier. Yes, you absolutely. To, you used to have these massive big data warehouses sitting inside organizations. Um, so that, that's fallen away. And so thinking carefully about how you build your data platform, getting all of your data sources, um, thinking about external data sources that might also help, yeah. uh, and bringing those into an economic data platform. Um, and then, you know, the world's your oyster in terms of your insights. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. And, and I can't think of a better use case than risk management. I mean, we're trying to talk about the probability of something happening and the consequences if it does. So, you know, probability, we talked predictive analytics, we talked that sort of stuff, uh, you know, that's going to have great application. So, you know, risk managers, chief risk officers should be at the forefront of this discussion. You yes. know, it's a real business issue. It is. And if I think about the two hottest topics at the moment is sustainability and analytics value. Yeah. And they're they're coming together rapidly. Yeah. So if you think about, you know, your ESG frameworks yes. and some of the platforms that are available, it's all about data. Yeah. It's all about pulling that data together. And the reason you do that is obviously you wanna you wanna meet your decarbonisation commitments. Yeah. But there's real business value there and there's real risk management insight there. Yeah. And the power exists and the technology exists to be able to bring those things together now um, yeah. and, and manage your business better. Yeah, and, and ESG itself is such a complex topic, you know. I, mean, I don't think there's even any agreement about what's covered and what's not. So exactly. it's such a big, diverse field and, and you know, like anything else, you've got to really uh, think about it in the context of your own organisation. And I think that's um, that's a great example. Mm. Um, this has been a great series of conversations. And I, the, the thought that's resonating with me at the moment is, is your data is an asset. And as an asset class, why wouldn't you invest in it? Why wouldn't you get the best out of it? So your people are an asset. You train them, you develop them, you get more out of them, you know, you get more productivity. Why wouldn't you do the same with your data? So, you know, I think that would be a good thing uh, for listeners to think about, you know. Mm -hmm. This is another asset class, it's an extremely valuable asset class, but underrated. Yes. And if you think about the Australian economy at the moment and how we're performing from productivity measures mm. and the staffing shortages that we're, we're all suffering, yeah. um, you know, the, the reduced completion rates at a university level, we don't have enough people to drive the economic growth that we need to recover as a as a you know, country. And analytics is going to help us think differently about that. Yeah. And think differently about how do we get the next level of productivity improvement inside. Um, and that is not about threatening people's jobs. No. <clears throat> Frankly, we don't have enough um, feet on the street to get done what we need to get done. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's a, it's a addressing what do they call them the wicked problems, and uh, you need data for that and, and lots of it. Now that's fantastic. Um, thanks, Aidan. That's been really good over these three discussions that we've had um, we've learnt a lot about analytics generally without even looking at the program and I think we're going to be so much wiser when we go and have a look at your program so thank you for putting that together I think that's a really great thing for industry generally so uh, a reminder that that's at the Decision Inc Australia YouTube channel so make sure you go and have a look at those things hope you're enjoying this uh, mini series and uh, you tune in again soon thanks Aidan again for your time 
pleasure. And uh, we will hopefully talk again more about data analytics. Great. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks to everyone who's listened, and uh, we will catch up with you again soon. Cheers. Cheers.